Welcome in. It is Jobbing Out, episode number 29? 20. Holy hell. How did that happen? I, I know I say that every week, but it's because I genuinely don't believe it. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, our weekly trip around the world of the WWE and professional wrestling. Of course, Aaron covers professional wrestling for the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. I do not. I'm just a dope who sometimes watches and sometimes, frankly, doesn't. And uh, I don't lie to you about that. I tell you exactly what I've watched and exactly what I have. You need to start lying. Really? Do I? I think so. I'm not a good liar. I'm not. I'm really not a good liar. I would end up being like, oh, yeah, I totally watched every minute of Night of Champions and didn't end up watching it on Monday night and, like, fast-forwarding through the stuff that seemed boring to me. Well, yeah. It's what it is. It's what it is. Uh, Coming up this week, Kenny King is going to join us, formerly of TNA, now back with Ring of Honor. Made the big jump, and we're going to check in with him. You know, Kenny King also... um, Tough enough content. Uh, there's well. something more interesting about him. Well, there there he are is, several interesting things he something about him. In, he has something in common with uh, Chris Farley and Patrick Swayze. Chippendales dancer. Oh, you know what? I did know that. Chippendales dancer. I did dancer. know that. We'll talk to Kenny King a little bit later on in today's show. Today's show is brought to you by WrestleCrate. We love WrestleCrate. Uh, again, you are on the hook that you have to next time a box comes, unbox your next WrestleCrate so here really, on the show. I'm really hoping it shows up on like a Tuesday or something right. like oh, that. Right. Oh, that'll be pure hell for you when it comes in on a Friday. It, it, yeah, sitting it's going to come like the day that we record, right. and I'm going to have to wait for a week, and it's going to suck. Uh, WrestleCrate is amazing. If you are a professional wrestling fan, which I assume that you are because you're listening to this show. And if you're not a wrestling fan and you're still listening to the show, we love you Yeah, more. Yeah, first of all, welcome. Um, I don't know what we do that you're going to be into. To, but I'm glad you're here. Maybe you're just obsessed with Aaron. Maybe you just have like a. I mean, I do have many, many inter- internet stalkers, especially female fans. You know. Yeah, I know. I know. You just line them up. Um, but yeah, anybody that that is a professional wrestling fan or knows somebody who's a professional wrestling fan would love WrestleCrate. It's um, it's just a like a gift package. It's it's a care package, is what it is, of wrestling goodies that you get once a month. Just shows up at your doorstep, and it's all stuff that you would love. Awesome products from top companies, DVDs, autographed stuff. There's so much in there. Pop vinyls, fat heads, Mattel, Funko. It's all there in your WrestleCrate package. You start at just $15 a month, and you can take 10% off by using the code JOSENTME. JOSENTME is the code. You take 10% off. Your monthly subscription to WrestleCrate. Go to WrestleCrate.com or follow them on Twitter at WrestleCrates. Let's recap Night of Champions and Raw. We'll sort of combine the two. And in this first segment, I want to focus on the top of the card, yep. which sort of encompasses five or six people right now. Yeah. Um, it encompasses Seth Rollins. It encompasses Sting. It encompasses Kane. It encompasses the Authority, and it still encompasses John Cena. Yes. That's sort of the top of the card at the moment. At Night of Champions, as expected by everybody but me, because you know I. By the way, by the way, if you look at my Baltimore Sun prediction, actually that's not true. At... I did because I, I I didn't pick John Cena to lose. What am I talking about? Yeah, I got yeah. something. What did I what did I get wrong? You, you oh, I got the women's cha- I got the women's you championship got that wrong. wrong. I think you picked yeah. Ziggler. You, you did a few. Yeah, things but I didn't get this there. one wrong. As I, everybody, I nailed Night of Champions. I I just I, oh, I don't normally do this. I yeah. nailed look, Night of Champions. I even in my you. Baltimore Sun prediction, I even said. There's a decent chance that uh, the New Day loses by DQ but retains. I nailed. The only thing I didn't get right 
was the third man. And I had the right idea with the third man. I just had the wrong person. So, so I just need to, to, to oh, yeah, count just, my chest oh, a little wow, bit look at, look at me. Look at me. I'm Aaron Oster. I'm so smart. SMRT, I am so smart. Um, yeah, it, look, everybody called this one. So right. John Cena beats Seth Rollins for the United States Championship. As he should have. Later on in the night, Seth Rollins ends up uh, retaining the, the World Heavyweight Championship by beating Sting. I have so much to say about this. So much. I'll, I'll let you say because I, I don't have a ton. Of- I have so much to say. Okay. I was, I'm like Dave Matthews' band. So much to say, so much. I'm that guy. Um, yeah, you're a terrible person. Shut up. So the first thing I have to say is that I was 100% right about how awful an idea it ever was to put Sting in a main event. Wait, wait, wait. Pause. Stop. Hold on. Hold stop. on. Hold on. Hold on. Are yeah. you about to say it was a bad match? No, no, no. Listen to me. That's why I'm saying stop. Let okay. me talk. Okay. Okay? Sting did as much as he possibly could. He put in a great effort. The match was okay. It was pretty good. It was, it was a solid B match. It was a, it was a pretty good match. But you know what happens when you put a 56-year-old in a match? He gets hurt. He gets hurt. Yep. Yep. It was never a good idea okay. to put Sting in a one-on-one main event yep. in, at a pay-per-view. Yep. It was never a good idea. I said that from day one, yep. and I, I don't understand how anyone in their right mind thought that was okay or acceptable. Like, they were just pretending it was this because Sting just showed up again, we wanted to pretend like he wasn't 56. He's 56. It's one thing to put a 46-year-old in a main event of a pay-per-view. Right. It's on the line, right? But, but like, but, okay, you can still see. Maybe you can get away with it. Yep. You're talking about a 56-year-old that you're putting in the main event of your pay-per-view. It's insane. Like, I have no idea where this ever got off as being a good idea. Well, uh, to to be perfectly fair, there, um, you know, Ric Flair was doing it ten years ago, I, and I didn't think it was a good idea when Ric Flair okay, was doing it but, either. But he didn't get hurt. You didn't see him get hurt, and Sting. He's not a guy who's known for injuries. I, like, I, this is, I hear you, this, this and he's in a, pretty good shape. Yeah, this, this is a rare thing to to be fit, completely fair to WWE. I, I know. I, I don't disagree with you. Be that fair to general, using your right mind. Yeah, don't I'm, be fair to WWE. Be fair to being able to think logically. That just because someone else managed to pull it off doesn't mean that means it's a good idea to put 56-year-olds in main events of pay-per-views. Yeah. If one guy was able to do it, that doesn't mean, well, now, obviously, it works. No, it's a terrible idea. It ended up... You know, not ruining the match, but certainly ended up having an impact on the match when he got yeah. hurt. They had to sort of scrap things, abandon it. It was awkward looking it was for a, little a bit, bit awkward, there. But it, it was at the very end anyways, so it, it didn't it, really kill the it match. It just isn't a good no, it, idea. It, and I, I think we maybe see Sting one more time, and that's it when it comes to I, WWE. I, I am so, like, I just over all of these old guys being put into these spots, and I don't know why anyone has ever thought it to be a good idea. By old guys, I, you mean, like, over 55? I mean, even Undertaker. I'm, you know, once you get to 50, I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, I'm done. And it's also part in... Even if you're wrestling a minimal scale, if like one out of your last three matches was a brutal, yeah, I'm kind of it's over. Like right. it's just over. So I was right about that. That was a bad call. That was the first thing I had to say. Fortunately, they didn't do the thing where they tried to put the title on Sting. Yes, I, I assume that wasn't scrapped last minute because of the injury. I assume there was never a plan. I, to put I don't the title think that was Sting. ever a plan. But the way that everything happened after that, it comes off more, not as much awkward as more. Eh, eh. Yep. So you have the Sheamus thing happen, which we all kind of saw coming yeah. because Sheamus had nothing else to do on the pay-per-view, so you had to have him involved somehow. So he shows up, okay, which, great. Which is fine. Fine, no problem with that. Yep. Then you have the return of Kane, which, like, I want to think was cool, and, like, I want to really like Kane, 
But it just comes off more uncomfortable to me than anything else. And more, I don't really care than anything else. And that, to me, is the most troubling part about it, which is the only reason I think we care at all is because they did some pretty decent shtick with it on Monday night. I didn't mind that so much. I actually thought it was pretty good. But all in all, I don't really care at this point about Seth Rollins and Kane. I just don't. And and I will agree with you. Here here will be my defense for it. And it's a defense I've made before. Right. This is normally a time when, you know, we're I think we're starting to You're re- sort of defending it in the why bother do anything good, nobody's watching. Well, not not good, but if if we're we're working under the assumption here, and I think people are starting to come around on what I've been saying is that Seth Rollins is retaining probably until Mania at this point. We know that. The WWE knows that. And they're just kind of filling in trying to get to that point where we get to Mania. So here's the question. What what do you do with these months here where normally, you know, you either have rematches from SummerSlam or you have, you know, maybe you try out something a little bit new. But generally these are kind of filler matches here. So the question is, you know, especially with the fact that Seth Rollins has run through most of the roster at this point. What do you do with Seth Rollins to make it so he can get to Rum- Royal Rumble where everything can pick up to Mania and you don't hurt people in the process? I, I know people are like, okay, let, let's try something new here, do some filler, like do something, like, let's elevate Cesaro. I don't, you know, granted, after Cesaro chopped out the big show, maybe it would be better for him to be in the main event picture. At the same time, I don't like the idea of pushing Cesaro just to have him job to Seth Rollins. Uh, in I a paper think, I'm not telling you that I want him to jab to Seth Rollins. Well, but, in I, but whoever, I whoever is facing Seth Rollins is going to do the job. Right. That's, so I why think, not have someone like Sting, someone but, like but King? But it, it goes, but this is what happens. Everything that you just set up, I'm not telling you wrong about, but what ends up happening is that's why I don't care about this. But would you care it anymore if it was, if it was John Se- Cena getting another title? No, shot? not John Cena, absolutely but, not. But if it was Cesaro, absolutely I'd be But I, I think that would hurt him long term. Maybe you're right about that. Maybe, but and, and hang on again. Again, in comparison, there's no way it hurts more than jobbing at the big show right, right now. Right. And two, what, what does he have to lose? I mean, really, do you think they're going to handle Cesaro the right way moving forward? I, I still have hope. My, I, my, I, I, I think still have at hope, least give me the opportunity to see the guys that I want to see for a few right. months, even if I'm not going to get the results that I want to get. And I still think I'll you are going, that. I still think you are going to see, uh, Cesaro. I think, I mean, my guess is that if Owens holds the belt for a little while, he ends up going into that picture a little bit because they maybe, never really resolved those maybe. issues yeah, at I all. Hear, I hear you. So I, I think eventually, like I get what they were doing with Cesaro. I get what they were doing with Big Show. They have to have Big Show, you know, have a couple decent, uh, you know, decent wins under his belt, and Cesaro kind of made the most sense. I get it. I hate it, but I get it. So I'm hoping that that was just kind of a short thing, and now he's quickly going to move on to something like either Cena. Or seen again I, with the U.S. title. I, or I, I hope. Kevin Owens. I hope you're right, but I have no but, confidence um, in it. I just, I, I don't like the idea of pushing someone like that. You know, pushing someone into the main event picture for the first time just to job when you know when you're making a leap like that. And I think, but that, I think you could tell a story within a job, and that would be my point. That when you say you're doing it just to job. But, but, I don't think it's that you're booking him into a match to get get railroaded by Seth Rollins. I think that you're booking him into a place where he could end up looking good in the process. But I mean that, that that's the story of Cesaro right there. Is well, I hear you. Good. But that might be the reason why he's the guy that could handle it the most. I don't really want to obsess over Cesaro, Cesaro right but, now. But I'm, I'm just because that that's my defense is I, if I, it's not I if hear, it's not Kane right now, right. it would probably be Cesaro. Okay, and I would have no problem with that. I just don't think that's a problem. And I again, what you, I, I think it is a slight the problem. The two that you're presenting, you're presenting one where you're saying, well, this is the reason why it's a problem but the, what you're getting the alternative isn't good it's just not 
And you can try to sell it any way that you want. Well, hey, you know, there's some uh, unresolved issues between right. the two. I mean, that's all had, really good, to, but had... no one cared. You you just don't have any interest. I, well, I, well, I disagree that nobody cares. You're right. It's not great. I, I just they they're in a situation right now where he has run through most of the roster. I understand that, and that is absolutely part of the problem. And I'm I'm not wouldn't try to suggest that it wasn't. And that's to me why I would go the opposite way with it. But what I'm saying is you you are not presenting a good alternative. There's no good alternative. That what ends up coming. It, I don't hate Seth Rollins and Kane. I, I kind of like Demon Kane. I'm kind of in on it. But yeah, I, I just don't. I don't care. I don't need well, but, any but, finality. But part, part of the reason that you don't care is because you know Seth Rollins is going to win. Part of it is that, and also because I don't view Kane as a credible threat to Seth Rollins. But you wouldn't view Cesaro as a credible threat I, to I, Seth Rollins. I, I disagree. Either. I would in a no. Real, no, no, no. You're wrong about that. Uh-oh. I would still have the knowledge that the plan would be that it would make the most sense. Right. For but at least you could paint a credible picture as to why. Well, Cesaro could, was on the cred- up. I, I you can't paint, paint a credible picture of a guy that's been a, a, essentially a jobber for the last three sure, years. Sure, I can. That hasn't even wrestled at pay-per-views, sure, being a he's, real... He's leg- dragging people down into hell again. That, 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 it's, and, and it's... I mean, it's ridiculous, but at the same time, all they have to do is turn the switch with, and, and this is, this I, is the I, history I, of them booking with Kane. I wholly disagree with that because this is, this, what they're doing right now is essentially trying to get you to pretend like none of the other stuff ever happened. And, and, but that, the funny thing is, when it comes to the booking of Kane, the traditional booking of Kane or the big show or the Undertaker, all they have to do is flip or Mark Henry for that matter. I, guess I disagree with all – you comparing any of those three to The Undertaker, I disagree wholeheartedly. Well, okay, okay, Undertaker, you're right. Big Show, Kane, Big show, Mark Kane, Henry. And that's why none of them are any interesting anymore. Uh, and, and They've that's done why, this to themselves. But I'm saying that if, if, you're, if you're trying to picture it as, oh, on the upswing or, oh, you know, the history of those three guys is WWE the, can turn a switch the history, and, and they can all of a sudden become – Monsters again, destroying everybody. But, but and they're we credible. But again, they're not credible. You're saying they're credible because WWE wants you to believe that they're credible. And they can win. That's the thing. When? Win. When do they win? When they flip the switch. When? when? They, not in the past two years. But no. To- You're right. Not in the past two years. But again. When was the last time one of those guys the- won something that mattered? But when was the last, before, the last time they won? Before they won that, when was the last time they had won? They go through, I'm, I'm saying, they go through two-year periods where they will be meaningless, and then for four months, the WWE will push them where, to the very top and, again. And now they're all 20 years down I'm the road. I'm not saying it's a good no, thing. I'm not saying it's a good thing. That's what we keep coming back okay, to. Okay, I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm it's, just saying that you saying that... Cesaro is any more credible than Kane. No, right now, Cesaro is definitely more credible than Kane. He's younger, he's on the up, he's all of those things. He's interesting. I guess, I guess, I, when, when we're saying credible, are we saying credible from the term of a, a casual viewer? Or are we saying that, okay, I could see, you're saying if, you, if I'm saying, if I separated from the WWE world and I just tried to put it into reality. Oh, okay, sure. There's well, no I mean, reality. If you put it, if you put You're it in reality, that you have firepowers. Kane's seven feet tall or whatever. And as firepower, I'm, sure. I'm saying that as far as you having a conditioned athlete in the prime of his career facing an old man, I'm not buying it any longer. I mean, we, we can't really say that because if we're put free in the, the real world, he's dragging him well, down But he's hell. never burned anyone. He's never used wait, it. Wait, whoa, whoa. Well, I mean, in the last, it's been a long time. Oh, yes, time. you're right. It's I been a very say, long time anybody? since he's bothered using that power that he apparently has. Um, I, I pulled keep, him down into hell. Come I on. keep look. I I like Kane. I really do. I've, I I'm Kane curious has been with, one of my... with how they're with how they're treated. If, if this is going to turn, actually, what I'm most interested in, for, forget the match. Well, the best thing they can do is keep going with the the alter egos. Yeah, that's and, the and best that's, thing they can get out of this. Here's why. 
this has never been done in WWE. If, if this is actually like a true, they're not going to say later say, oh, this is Kane just playing mind games and pretending. If this is a true, oh, this guy has alter egos. This is the first time it's ever been done in, done in WWE, and it's a very rare thing when it comes to wrestling. The only time, other time I can really think about it, a few years ago they did it with Abyss and then his brother Joseph Park, and it turned out that it was like a legit split personality. Uh, so anytime something new like this happens, you know, yeah, it's a little bit cheesy, yeah, it's corny, but if it's done well, it, and well, it's, it's the brand only new, way that any of this could, could work for me. The yeah. only way is no, if they yeah, really it, commit to this it, bit it, with the alter egos. It, if it turns out to be, oh, this is Kane just playing mind games, then no, you're right, I'm out on it. If it's a legit alter ego, okay, I, I'm interested. Uh, I don't really care how it ends as much as Cause, I because we know how it's going to end. Do we? Yeah, Seth Rollins is going to win and put him. Well, on. yeah, okay, fine. I, yeah. We know that part. I don't yeah. mean I don't know what ultimately their plans oh, yeah, are for Kane. Kane. I yeah. just have no idea because again. But but the nice thing is that Kane's it, the type of guy that just disappears for a couple months and nobody really asks where he yeah. went because no one cares. And um, you know, it'll, it'll, the one thing I like about it, it's a month. This is I assume is just going to be a month feud. It's going to go to hell and sell, and it's going to end. So it's just something kind of again to fill in there. And if and if but they can make it interest, if they can make it anything, that's that is again my bigger problem here is that y- it's fine to say these this part of the calendar is a bad part of the calendar, right? Like it's yeah, just, you, but you, don't, you traditionally to, don't build. You have anything. to build to something for me. You've got to give me something. And right now, there's no clarity even in Survivor Series. Is you're just sort of. You, punching it right now like you're just sort of making it matter less and less because there's no logical you're, you're coming off with eh, eventually we'll have some sort of team uh, rollins versus team somebody and those guys will be the bad guys and these guys will be the good and, guys. and I, I there's there's no you're feud. right well and i assume that with kane being kind of his like how kane interacts with people almost doesn't matter like every if anyone's caring about this feud it's just kind of kane the character more than anything else so that leaves not really a face no no no, i'm not saying a face i'm face or i'm not talking about it that way it's just like where are they like what we were just talking about is this a real alter ego is this like if people are interested in this it's because okay what's going on with kane here but it leaves seth rollins open to interact with a sheamus interact with the authority figure out where they're going exactly with that, and they can build towards Survivor Series over the course of the month while also building towards Hell in a Cell. I mean, I hear you, but I think that you're, what you're talking about is very hopeful, and I think the more, far more practical thing is they're just going to throw a bunch of crap together. Well, most likely. I mean, that, that's, that's the story of Survivor Series. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's why it, it makes me very unhappy. Let me touch one more, on one more thing related to the main event. That's John Cena, and that's the fact that for whatever reason, it's acceptable to have your world heavyweight champion John, lose cleanly, cleanly twice. twice I, I'm not... It, yeah. I, Especially when there was such an obvious thing. You know, I, I'm fine with it for, you know, uh, Night Champion. Especially when if you – what they didn't do, what they should have done right away is – because Seth tapped very quickly to the STF. They should have played it up as, you know, he was okay. He didn't want to put all, all of his all into this match. You know, once he was trapped, he didn't want to, expe- you know, expend all of his energy when he knew he had Sting coming. You know, that's fine. I have no problem with that. They they, they didn't tell that story, so that was a mistake. Correct. I do have a problem with them doing it on Raw, especially when you had such an obvious way to get out of that match. Like, Kane comes out. Correct. The, the match ends. You don't have to, you know. Yeah, you're, you're right about that. It's, I, I, it's I'm glad, so, I'm glad the belt is back on Cena. I am happy about yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's better, but I never liked it to begin with. I never liked, I never I, liked I, I, I'm Seth fine. Rock. I'm more than fine with, with, 
uh, Cena having the belt, just just to separate it. But with this thing where you have your world heavyweight champion take clean losses on back to back nights is is terrible. Yeah, it makes no sense. It's terrible, and it goes back to the Cena problem. Which is that for some reason you still feel like you have to try to put this guy over night after night after night after damn night. And there are ways to put him up. You know, again, if, if Cena had been, you know, had the advantage and Kane came out and wanted a piece I mean, of On Rome, Sunday night, they absolutely could have done a better job of telling the story of Seth Rollins saying. Right. Again, I have no problem with, with Sunday at all. It's all about I, Monday. I don't. Me. I don't. I'm not going to give you that because y- the way that you do this is Seth Rollins making it abundantly clear. I don't really care about this. I am. And then, and when Cena's bragging about winning, you say, "Dude, I don't care about that belt." What? Well, no, I, no, no. You don't say, "I don't care about the belt." I disagree. No, 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 no. You're the world heavyweight. I champion. don't care. I don't care. The the worst thing you could do is have anybody say. And, and this has been a problem for the past several years when it comes to belt. You, you know, you had Sheamus when he was the U.S. title say like, "Oh, it's nice that I'm the champion, but I want to be the world champion." You don't ever want to say that, especially I, when I you're disagree. trying to build. A, no, 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 stupid. No, no, no. You don't want to. When you're trying to maintain or build the credibility of a belt, the worst thing you can say is this belt doesn't. You don't matter. have that champion involved no, in the no, world heavyweight. I, I'm champion. just saying. I'm just saying. You did this I, I, to I'm yourself. Saying, there, there are ways to go about it without specifically saying I don't care. I, I, I'm criticizing the the one thing you said with him saying, "Hey, I don't care about the belt." You don't say I don't care about the belt. What you, you do you, say is I care more about the world title. I think there is no problem with having your world heavyweight champion say. To, to establish the order of how things work. You are not the most important person on this show. I am. I am the champion. This didn't mean anything. The, the only me. reason you say that is if you want Cena to get back into the world title picture. Because that's what you're saying is if, if Seth Rollins is coming out and saying, John Cena, you don't matter, then you're, you're squarely putting Cena back into the title I, picture. I, I hear that, that the, what you're saying by that. But again, you still had the two of them wrestle each other on Monday night. Oh, again, you you I, did I, that. I I understand that, and I'm not everything that happened on Monday. I disagree with completely. Everything that happened with on Sunday, I'm fine with. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm I, telling you, I need more well, of a story of why Seth Rollins should not care about the United States Championship. He shouldn't. He is the world heavyweight champion. You're right, but you you say it with you're. You're going too far in denigrating the U.S. title. I'm saying you f- you frame it as the world title is more important. You're saying that the U.S. T- we're, we're we're almost arguing semantics I, I, yeah, here. Sort of we are, but I I think it's bigger than that. I do. I think it's bigger than that. that the, the, it's a mistake. It's if, why it was a mistake to ever have him involved with it. If the U.S. title with. exists, you cannot say it doesn't matter. Then you can't have your champion involved well, with the U.S. That, title. That's fine. Period. You can't do it because the, you you have to be able to establish there's a pecking order, which no, is there, there's John difference Cena, between a pecking order and this doesn't matter. But John. Cena can beat Seth Rollins in the United States Champions Championship a hundred times, and he's still not more important than Seth Rollins. You've got to be able to do both things if right. you're going to involve that. And okay. he didn't do that. Well, no, and, and I agree with you. And, and they did that on Monday. No, they no, no, st- well, on, no, no, started no, no. on Sunday, though. I don't think it did start on they Sunday. They did not tell a story of why Seth Rollins shouldn't care that much about this, why it was far more important for him to worry about the World Heavyweight well, Championship. They, they didn't do that. No, they, they failed. Did, they, they didn't do it well. I, I feel like, you know, thinking back on the match... Early in the match, they kind of harped on they want to get do this quickly, and you know S- Seth Rollins is focusing on Sting. Like they did a little bit of it, they just didn't do it well enough. 
So I, I don't want to say that they didn't do it at all because it seemed like they were at least kind of putting that into your mind. And there's a very easy way. You can have Seth Rollins lose twice. Y- yes, and, and then – But you have to have it be very clearly why it is that yes, he's losing I, I twice. Yes, I am focusing on the world title, the Correct. U.S. title. And you know, they, you even say something like the U.S. title was taking up too much of my time. I'm focusing on the world title. So I, something as simple as that. That's fine. I think yeah. you're sort of doing semantics as to why you can't have it be too yes. negative about the U.S. title. And I think that you can find a, a balance between the two things. Right. Where it doesn't matter all that much. The point being, you can't end up having your world champion lose on back-to-back nights cleanly. That's awful. Don't give me those hand signals. I'll give you a hand signal. All right, we're going to grab a break. When we come back in, the rest of the card that we have to go over, and not the entire card because I don't really care about the Cosmic Wasteland, but we have other things that we need. It's fine. It's It's fine. It's fine. But we have other things we need to talk about, including I cannot believe how much praise is being given out for the the page promo on Monday night. Of course it was. She pandered completely to the IWC, but we'll get to that It was terrible. We'll talk about it in a second. It's jobbing out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster. Need to get some cash? No problem. Head to Royal Farms, step up to the ATM, and... Get your cash for nothing, cause there is no fee. Yep, that's the way we do it at Royal Farms. Some retailers charge to use their ATMs. We don't. Our ATMs are surcharge-free, so you can always get... Cash for nothing, cause there is no fee. At all Royal Farms ATMs. Individual cardholder fees may still apply. At Smythe Jewelers, we celebrate how big love can be. How big is big? How big is big? When your love for her is so big that you can't even begin to describe it, there's only one thing to do. Take her to Smythe Jewelers, the biggest jewelry store on the East Coast. At Smythe, you'll find the biggest selection and the biggest savings. Because at Smythe, we work directly with the diamond cutters. So we can help you find a diamond that's as big as your love. And that's why Smythe is where Marilyn gets engaged. Mike Jewelers in Timonium, Ellicott City, in Annapolis. Don't be the guy that has to call your mother-in-law like I've had to in the past and beg for a ride when something's wrong with your vehicle. Take it to First Choice Automotive in Joppa. 410-676-5552. Dave and Chrissy know your car is your life. Free loaner cars with major repairs. Free towing to and from at First Choice Automotive. 410-676-5552 on the web. FCAutomotive.com. Get more than the score in a 50-word blog. Go to PressBoxOnline.com for the complete story on your favorite Baltimore and D.C. sports. High school to pros. Wrestling fans, it's time for WrestleCrate. WrestleCrate is a pro-wrestling-themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fat heads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month, and every crate contains a T-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those T-shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter, at WrestleCrates, and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. All right, back in here on Jobbing Out. 
Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Reminder, coming up in segment number three, we will chat with Kenny King, back with Ring of Honor after a run with uh, TNA. That's coming up in segment number three of the show. we got a lot more to uh, talk about from Night of Champions and Raw this week. And uh, as you hear Paige's theme music, that's where I want to start because I cannot believe how many people are talking about what a great promo Paige cut on Raw when it was awful. It was terrible. Like, it wasn't that it wasn't as good as people are making it out to be. It wasn't good. You know why, Aaron Oster? You know why it wasn't any good? Why was it not good? Because it failed to do the one thing that it was supposed to do, which is, like... Make Paige a heel? Yes! Yeah. Yeah. Like, or, or, or at bet, you know, at best, if it made Paige a heel, it hit everybody else faces, which is another problem all into I, itself. I, I don't, I don't, I, I just, I'm at a loss for words. Your heel is supposed to turn on someone. Right. That's how you become a heel. Right. Paige didn't turn on anyone. She turned on everyone. Well, I mean, is, I no, guess she turned no, on I mean, everyone. I, here's the thing, and and here, here's you you can say that you know she did turn heel, but then that means the Bellas are faces. I mean, it, 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 it means Naomi and it, Sasha are it's, faces. It's a staggering. <laughs> it's just example number six billion six hundred sixty six million six hundred. It's of why the Divas division is so effed up because the simple rules of how you handle a a character right. in professional wrestling. She has to screw someone at some point. She has to. She doesn't to, have to screw. Again, again, if she had just tar- here, here's the, no, 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 no. I disagree. I'm going to disagree with you entirely on this. There's no way to do this without it mattering. Why does it really matter that Paige broke away from this team? It's the best possible thing for anyone to do. Right. There's no argument as to why it's a bad thing for Paige to break away from the team. You should go break away well, from she, that she team. She insulted Ric Flair. I mean, that's that's enough for a turn. That, that's the best uh, argument that you can make in the process. I mean, she 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 insulted. You know, they they were cutting that passionate promo, and she shat on it. Um, like that that is a heel move. The problem, but is, there was no build. There was no build to a turn. She just here's, walked out. Here's, here's the funny thing about that. You say there's no build to the turn. There has been. They haven't been very obvious with it but you look at it and and i i i tweeted this picture out a few times uh after night of champions someone took a just a fan a random fan who was at night of champions took a fantastic picture of charlotte celebrating and it was a great picture of charlotte holding up the belt yeah nate's like beaming with pride there becky was clapping her hands and then you had Paige in the background kind of just looking side-eyed at her that's fine and and, and you had a lot and, and going back on it you had a lot of those moments where they did build towards it, but they, they just didn't do it as obvious. You're right. I would have let it marinate it a little well. bit more. They didn't do it well, and they didn't have, the moment didn't end up You're mattering. Right. Yes, I agree with you. Charlotte's already got the belt. If you really had a problem with Charlotte, you had the opportunity to do something about well, it. No, I, I, I still see, we talked about this last week. I still say it makes more sense to let Charlotte have the belt and right. then beat her. That, that was your argument for it, and I've never understood why that makes any more sense than, than, again, you've got, you have the opportunity to face you, the first thing you do was belittle Charlotte. You've only been around for a couple minutes. You'd rather win the belt away from Charlotte than win the belt away from well, the longest reigning women's but, champion but costing, of all time. Well, I mean, okay, if, if we're going to go into like what what is the the true motivation? So she calls Charlotte. That doesn't put her in line for the title. That puts her in line to face Charlotte. So if you let Charlotte win and then you turn on her, you're I mean, in line for the belt. Maybe you are, except for the fact that like Nikki Bella still has a rematch, which is yeah. all they were talking about I on mean, Monday I, night. I assume they're going triple threat at Hell in a Cell. Because you couldn't have done that the other way. There's no way that you could have injected Paige into a, a, a triple threat. if it. I, look, it's more direct. Let's put it this way. It's, it's more direct. It's not really more it direct. It is more direct. It's only she sh- is now feuding with Charlotte, who is the champion. 
that's fine. Who still also has a rematch that she has to get right, through. Right, but she is feuding with Charlotte. If she if she cost Charlotte the match, she wouldn't be feuding with the champion. She'd be feuding with Charlotte. Maybe, but again, so I, you're living you're living in a world of divas where any of that well, matters. Right. I know. I'm just right. saying that if we're going into motivations here, why sorta, is why didn't she co- why didn't she cost her the title? There you go. So, there, there's the motivation. Sorta. Right it's 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 gray, but you're right. Sorta. Anything with the divas, you can't go too far deep into. The, but again, it, that that you, part doesn't make you sense. You go off on this this rant, which like what 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 reason does Paige to have beef with Natalia? What reason do you have to have Paige to like? This lone wolf thing, like, you know, again, only fortifies the people that love Paige for whatever reason they love Paige because she's new AJ, right? Like, that only helps fortify that. Right. It, it, it accomplished nothing. You didn't do a nearly a good enough job of establishing Charlotte as a top face. You didn't. I you mean, had Ric Flair hang out you, for you a know, night. You know what it resulted in doing? Getting people to cheer Nikki when she came out to shut Paige up. Like, that's what it accomplished. It did. Which it was, was... It was awful. Like, it was... I thought Sunday was so great because the crowd was almost unified behind Charlotte. You know, I had talked last week about how I was okay with it because the crowd was split on Monday night between Nikki and Charlotte. And on Sunday, it was great. The crowd was behind Charlotte. You almost didn't hear any Let's Go Nikki chants when, when you heard the... You know, in response to the Let's Go Charlotte. It was fantastic. And then Monday happens and Paige... You know, says the thing about the the Bellas. You know why they're to the top. You know why why they're at like, the top, and that makes them sympathetic. Yes, it makes them sympathetic, and it's crazy. It's crazy. Look, this is where you're right. We all know. Everyone watching knows that this divas revolution has been a joke. The problem is, you didn't do anything to fix it. You you just mentioned <laughs> it was a joke, and then you're going to throw it out there again next week. I, that's the reality. It's, now it's like they're they're simultaneously saying, "Okay, the you know, pages simultaneously, the Divas Revolution isn't working, but I'm the one who started it." Right. So like they're, they're you know, everyone's saying we're the ones who started the Divas Revolution, but they're feuding over something they're admitting doesn't matter. Oh, it's so bad. It's it's really weird. It's just you know, so I, I bad. thought I thought again, I thought the turn was fine. I would have let it marinate a few more weeks just to to get a few more of those more obvious, you know, Paige looking side eyed at Charlotte. I thought they did a little bit too quickly. I thought it was fine. But yeah, I, I thought that they went too far with you no, know, if they're making her the lone wolf but also keeping some of the teams together, it doesn't make sense. Like it, it would be one thing if, if her turning on PC was was the trigger to make everything fall apart as far as far as the teams go, but it's not, and and it honestly it won't as long as the Bella twins are together because there's always that backup for Nikki, which and means then, and then didn't it feel more uncomfortable when they had Team Bad come out and like yeah and then Natalia you know it, team, but I feel like it just felt like awkward like yeah we know the whole thing's a joke, joke. but we're Team Bad exactly <laughs> like, like it's it, so awful it's 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 awkward um. Yeah. It's just <laughs> yeah. terrible. And I couldn't believe the internet reaction. Like, what an amazing well, of course, promo. She said, she said that the Bella slept their way to the top, so everyone's going to love that. Oh, God, it's so bad. It's just unthinkable <laughs> how, like, every everything they do to that division is somehow worse than the last thing they did to it. Like, they can't get out of their own way. They can't just say, hey, why don't we just go write some characters and, like, you know... Try to, they have to have them all stuffed into a room at the same time and exist in that. Oh. Uh. Could you imagine 
Could you just imagine having a male performer do that? Oh, no. Could you imagine? I'm going to list everything that's wrong with everybody. Yeah, like, just, okay, here you go. Our truth you suck. Oh, Zack Ryder, you suck. Like, it's lazy. It's hack. It's, it doesn't accomplish anything to benefit like your character. If, if she had just run down Charlotte and Becky as being... Correct. You know, that's fine. Why does she bring the toy into it? It makes no sense. Who cares about Naomi? Who cares about the Bella? Who are you? All right. I've gotten that off my chest. Okay. Now, the rest of the card. Uh, rest of the card. Uh, third man. Uh, you know, none of us got it right, so yeah. it, it was a nice surprise. Yeah, I, it was fine. Oh, wait, I mean, when when the countdown hit, I, right. I literally, that was one of the yeah, moments that made me were like, holy well, shit. I, I wasn't like, holy shit, because. Well, it, I mean, it made sense, but I, I it was surprising to me. I it, did was, not ex- it was not expected, and so yeah. that was kind of neat. But at the same yeah. point, I also, and I can't believe I'm saying this, because I love having more Chris Jericho in my life at some point. When you build up a true surprise, you're hoping for it to be more monumental than well, that. But I told you not to. I told you the same thing. Okay. I'm, I said the same thing, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't, that people aren't going to want well, but that. I, and people want that, but again, you know, it goes back to what I said last week. The whole purpose of this was to have someone there to take the fall. That was the sole purpose I of un- the mystery partner. I understand that. And, Jer- and, and, and to WWE's credit, and I, I want to praise them here. If you're going to have someone there to take the fall and you want something to still, you know, get a little bit of buzz, that was the perfect way yeah, to do it. I guess. Jericho now disappears. It's not awkward at all. He's, you know, he won't be seen again from probably till the Rumble. He'll show up, you know, as a surprise appearance at the Rumble again. And, you know, it worked out perfectly for them. I thought I, that it was, it was very well executed. Other than they had this thing and then it just was like, oh, it's Chris Jericho. Like, Except I don't think people, most people were like, oh, it's Chris I, I don't know. I, I, I don't, the, the, I don't the, know. The overwhelming reaction was, not oh it's Chris Jericho it's oh my god it's Chris Jericho yeah I didn't get it I did not get any well, sense of I, oh my god it's I, Chris I, Jericho I think you're in the minority I, there no I didn't I, dude I have the internet too I mean don't pretend like you're the only person that has I the internet I have the internet I'm more yeah. <laughs> no I've got the internet too I did not get any sense uh, of oh my god it's I Chris mean, Jericho when, I, when I saw way... I, I saw just on my timeline alone I saw like five or six holy shit tweets yeah, you know I, Reddit exploded I got way more a sense of oh cool it's Chris Jericho uh, like, I, I, mean, I, I, I saw literally more... holy shit was the reaction okay I mean, there's somebody right now who said holy shit that's a pencil I mean come on man like <laughs> um, uh, so there there's that I it was fine I'm just again I told you before I've been done with the shield versus the Wyatts and yet this is just what we're going to keep doing because we don't have any there's a there's a world championship picture that you're doing nothing with. Right. And you got the Shield and the Wyatts well, just fighting to, each other every month. They have to hold the Shield back because I still think that's the plan. I, it, they don't have to hold the Shield Yes, you back. do. They don't have to at all. They could absolutely find ways to have one of them involved in the title picture and not do already, the triple they, threat. I mean, but then you're going back and back and back. And, and you get back to the point. When know, has Dean Ambrose had his one-on-one championship? At, at Money in the Bank. Oh, I keep forgetting about Money in the Bank because yeah. it came out of nowhere. Yeah. All right, they, they, they've had their chances, and you don't want to overdo that if that is the plan for Mania. I I, I hear you. I just this then have Bray Wyatt involved. I, I have no problem with that. You know but, what I mean? Like, uh, I, by the way, what, what, what are you getting out of just doing this over and over? And I mean, over hopefully and they're, over they're again. building to to one final like Survivor Series match that actually matters. But um, what do you think of the opening of Raw? Like that was. Yeah, it was, it was different. But it, 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 I, was, again, it was nice. It was again, you know, I, I go I, back to I, give us something new just right. to give us something new. You it know, was, that was something new. but I, I get it goes back to my frustration with where you're going with this, which right. is I, I, I mean, and, I just, and Randy what Orton is running. The, what is the point? 
Like, tell me what the point is ultimately. Like, what are you determining? It, when, when all this is said and done, what will we have learned from the Shield and the Wyatts facing each other I, a thousand times? I guess if Roman Reigns, you know, eventually, you know, if, if they eventually win, then all of a sudden they're at the top of the pecking order. That that that's kind of what you learn. It's like this is the battle. Of, okay, then you bet this better lead directly uh, from well, one to the other. Well, and and my guess is that you know all of a sudden you know. Ambrose and Reigns coming out comes out looking like sunshine of this, and you know all of a sudden you hit the road to the Royal Rumble, and you you they're immediately the favorites and blah 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 blah. Uh, maybe uh, I don't know, man. I just it's just too much. Yeah. Um, tag titles. Yeah, I delightful, guess. delightful. Yeah, it was fu- right. I guess it was the right way to handle it. Yeah, I, yeah man, I no, guess it was, it was. Perfect. I, there, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, right. I well, I'm gonna keep. There's one thing that's wrong with it. There's no, no one prime thing. time players. That's the one thing. Right. That's the one thing that's wrong with yep. it right now is that I am not more interested in the Dudley Boys than I am the primetime players. Now, I there are as a casual fan that probably is, yeah, and they're playing to that group. But are. I think they're hurting the primetime players in the I process, and that doesn't make any sense to me. The primetime players were working. It yep. wasn't a problem that you had to solve. Yep. You, they were working. This yep. worked, this relationship between the two teams, and you could do it for a long time. Yep. To just suddenly remove them in favor of the Dudley Boys... It sort of reeks of the New Age Outlaw obsession of a couple years yep. ago. And I don't like that. I, I, just, I agree with you, but there are a lot of people who do, unfortunately. I, I understand there is a common, a casual fan that is like, oh, the Dudley Boys, yeah, get the tables. But and, and, is there and anything? You can tell that that's what they're going for in this fall seat, you know, Ugh. going back to the fall. The that's fall why the fall season. just might not be for me. Yeah. It might be a time where I need to check out a little bit more often because the fall is just not doing it for me right um, now. Um, so there's that. Uh, the, and they're fight, they're apparently they're fighting at Madison Square right. for the toss. So they, they, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I could see the Dudleys. Winning it it gives. Uh, boy, maybe. I, I don't. I, I wouldn't like it, but I could see it. Yeah, maybe it does give you one more reason to feel like you should have to tune into that, yep. which you know is is good. Kudos to them. It's, yep. it's the credibility thing. Yep. Um, the Kevin Owens gets the IC title off of Ryback. Wait. I'm cool. Good. I'm good by that. Yep. I have no problem in large part because I don't not, Ryback does zero for me. I, I, I still something... think this is going to lead to Ryback winning back in like November, December okay. after a chase, but I, I but it, it it at least keeps progressing Kevin yes. Owens in some way. Yes. I, I actually kinda liked him on uh, commentary the other night because it he kinda reminded me of Kevin Owens again. Which was sort of just the like eh, whatever. sarcastic. I'm yeah, trying right. to do my own thing. Yeah, you know? and I yeah. kind of like that. It was it was nice to see that once more. Yep. Anything else that we need to touch on from oh Ziggler Rusev? Um, I mean the one thing I liked about Rusev, I loved uh, Rusev pairing with the New Day. And yeah, then, it was really good. Well, oh well, my God, Xavier Woods doing uh, the Rusev uh, theme well, song well, on the not trombone. just that, but do you remember how the New Day started? Like when they first formed with the promos and the... what what what. No, no, no! I'm not talking about when, when, when the when Xavier first came out and was like, "Hey, Kofi, Big E, we need to form." Like before, we knew that it was going to be the new day. Oh, I don't really remember that. No. Well, ba- basically, they had all just gotten their ass kicked by Rusev in the previous months, and they were like, "You know, we need uh, to okay. stop letting us get our ass." Okay. So that was just kind of a funny, and they acknowledged it on Twitter a little bit. Like okay. they, they was like, "No, no, no! It's all cool. We went out, we had dinner, we 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 chatted, and you know, right. again, Rusev and the New Day are the best things about Twitter ever. So that was fun. Um, yeah." I, I, obviously, I can dig that. And that, is that it? Is that we touched on everything? Pretty uh, much? I think so. Okay. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll touch on one other aspect a little bit later in the show. Well, I mean, I think anything yeah. related to the card right now? Anything I, related I, I to what we've seen? I don't think so. Again, you know, it was a solid pay per view, a solid B slash B minus pay per view. Just stop. Uh, it was fun. It was entertaining. Six year olds in the main event. And stop it. Yeah. Well, stop it's it. Okay. You're, you're going to forty eight year old now. <sighs> 
It's a step in the right direction. If you say so. All right. Uh, we will uh, grab a break. When we come back in, Kenny King, formerly of TNA, now back with Ring of Honor, is going to join us. Also coming up in the third segment, our quick count, our top five. It's all on the way. It's Jobbing Out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster. Need to get some cash? No problem. Head to Royal Farms, step up to the ATM, and get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Surcharge free ATM use. That's the way we do it at Royal Farms. Some retailers charge you to use their ATMs. They make you spend money just to get your money. We don't. At Royal Farms, you can come in anytime, day or night. Walk over to our ATM, take out your bank or credit card, and in just a few seconds, get your cash for nothing because it's surcharge free. Individual cardholder fees may still apply for using a Royal Farms ATM, but we won't charge you. So the next time you want to get cash at an ATM, come to Royal Farms. Because this is how we do it. Get your cash for nothing because there is no fee. Cash for nothing because there is no fee. At Smythe Jewelers, we celebrate how big love can be. When your love for her is so big that you can't even begin to describe it, there's only one thing to do. Take her to Smythe Jewelers, the biggest jewelry store on the East Coast. At Smythe, you'll find the biggest selection and the biggest savings. Because at Smythe, we work directly with the diamond cutters. So we can help you find a diamond that's as big as your love. And that's why Smythe is where Marilyn gets engaged. Smythe Jewelers in Timonium, Ellicott City, and Annapolis. Wrestling fans, it's time for WrestleCrate. WrestleCrate is a pro-wrestling-themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fat heads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month, and every crate contains a T-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those T-shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter, at WrestleCrates, and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. Get more than the score on a 50-word blog. Go to PressBoxOnline.com for the complete story on your favorite Baltimore and D.C. sports. High school to pros. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Welcome back in. It is segment number three, jobbing out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster. We got a great guest this week, Aaron, and your guy, Ring of Honor star, back in ROH, back home, I guess we could say, for Kenny King, who joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Kenny, it's Glenn and Aaron, man. Thank you for taking the time for us today. No worries, man. Thank you guys for having me. That's uh, that's a blast from the past, that old music there. Yeah, right? I appreciate the laugh. <laughs> right? I was trying to find an old Ring of Honor theme, right? Like, Because yeah. now, that, now that you're back home, it just made more sense that way. It does, right? Right? does make sense. You you made your big return this weekend. You uh, reunited with Red Titus. The All Night Express is back. What was this weekend like for you, man? Uh, man, I, I tell you, this weekend was amazing, like, from so many different ways, uh, from just 
walking back into a locker room and, and seeing a bunch of guys that uh, have been really, really busting their butts and really ma- making ROH uh, just grow. And seeing when I when I was leaving, you know, there were a lot of those dudes were just young guys just scratching for a spot, you know. Now they're most of those dudes are main event. So, uh, and then it was just there's electricity of a Ring of Honor crowd that you can't really find anywhere else. And anybody that's ever wrestled in front of them knows exactly what I mean. So, you know, there was just so many different things. And then just being able to wrestle next to Red again uh, and just feel that chemistry, man, like it's it's been a long time since we've been in the ring together, but um, it, it was really just, it was dead on. It was amazing. Did you have any questions how the fans would react to you coming back and the All Night Express coming back? Well, you know, there's always, uh, you always think the way things are set up and, and the way things are set up were great. Uh but you always think there's a, a slight chance. Well, you know, man, maybe it's been a while. You know, maybe they wouldn't remember. Maybe, maybe the, uh, you know, some of the fans that were behind us back then wouldn't, wouldn't be, wouldn't be there. Uh, so there's always in the back of your mind. But, uh, as soon as we hit the, we broke the curtain and the music hit, man, everybody, the reaction was insane and everybody just showed us so much love. Now, Kenny, so this is the important question. How did this happen? Because nobody saw this coming. <laughs> well, um, you can always go back home, you know, and, uh, there's, uh, <laughs> how can I say this? Uh, well, I can just say, it. um, you know, it just, it just happened where, uh, I, I guess TNA, TNA and I mean, it, there's, you know, there's all these speculation. I quit TNA. That never happened. Uh, we didn't come to an agreement on contractually some things and just and just creatively some things and uh you know it was it was a very amiable split like you know i i i still have the most the most respected dixie and bob and john and everybody that does what they do there um but it just kind of it was you know our our time it just kind of you know run out i guess um and then just feeling reaching out to to the main manhunter and just talking and just kind of seeing what was available and, and, and if this was actually something that could happen. And, and, and the more we talked, the more it seemed possible. And as I was talking to Rhett literally like right before we broke the curtain, he was like, man, I didn't even think, <laughs> I didn't even think this was going to happen. He literally said, bro, I thought I was going to die in my sleep. <laughs> so, I mean, it just seems like such an unlikely set sequence of events that, that fell together perfectly. And, you know, it, I love it when a plan comes together. Right, know? right. I love that. All right, so Kenny, it's interesting to me because I feel like once upon a time, you go from Ring of Honor to TNA, and it's kind of like jumping from number three to number two. But at the moment, it feels like going from TNA back to Ring of Honor feels like you're jumping back from number three to number two, right? Uh, you know, I, I don't even know if that's even it was if that was even a factor uh, in, in in what I, in my decision. Uh, I wanted to go back to Ring of Honor because one, just the people that are there, the roster that is there, and the combinations that uh, of people that new brand new combinations of people that uh, to be able to wrestle and, and to be able to have amazing matches with, and just wanted to go to a place where I, I mean, like I said, it's it's something about fans in Ring of Honor, something about the electricity that kind of that speaks to the to the guy that that loves wrestling, you know. So uh, 
I guess, you know, if I, I felt like maybe I needed a recharge, and I, that's one of the perfect places to do it. Now, now, when you left Ring of Honor for TNA, it didn't seem like you guys left on the best terms. I know you had said that, you know, they didn't do a very good job of convincing you to stay, and you were tag team champions, uh, or part of the tag team champions when you left. Was there any concern that maybe, you know, you weren't going to be welcomed back, or did you know, you know, I, I think I still have a home here? Uh, you know, the the whole... Kenny King burnt his bridges and, and all of that. That's just media speculation. Like, uh, what always really truly matters is relationships. And, uh, the relationships that I'd made, that I'd had in Ring of Honor and maintained. I mean, realistically, out of all of that, there was only one person that doesn't understand the, the terms business to business. And that person's gone. And the relationships that I had previous to, to my departure still, you know, still remain strong. You know, uh, the relationships with, you know, not only Hunter, but Joe Koff, like, you know, the, the, uh, regardless of business, you know, these are guys that I'm, that, that I know as men and, you know, we're, we're friends as men. So, uh, it, it was never, I, I don't feel like there was ever any tension, you know, or, or any, oh, uh, Kenny wouldn't be welcome back. I, I felt, if anything, this weekend, uh, I was overwhelmed by how welcome back I was, and it, and it really, I mean, it really made me feel good. That's great. That's really great to hear. He's Kenny King. He joins us here on Shouting Out, talking about the return to Ring of Honor. I, I want to talk more about what you said about the roster, because I, I'm not trying to take a shot at anyone when I say it feels like going from number three to number two, but you got to feel like what everyone from the outside as a wrestling fan is feeling right now and looking at the product that's coming from Ring of Honor, the change in the TV deal, so it's on Destination America every week. Like it, it just feels like this is sort of the moment for Ring of Honor right now, doesn't it? Uh, more so than ever, I feel. Uh, and and I've been through in Ring of Honor quite a few times where this is the moment. You know, the moment, the moment, the moment was supposed to be Ring of Honor on HDNet. Uh, you know, the moment was supposed to be. I guess maybe the instant that we got on to Sinclair Broadcasting. So, and, and that also, you know, that was, that increased Ring of Honor's profile by leaps and bounds, but there's been a couple of those, but this really, I mean, it, it seems like if, if we can seize the opportunity right now, that is, I mean, it's a very good possibility to, to take that jump out as to that it's territory Ring of Honor has never had before. You know, the serious, serious national and international exposure. You know, Kenny, we have gotten this far in this conversation, and neither Aaron nor I have um, yeah, dogged you on the fact that Maryland knocked off South Florida this past Saturday. <laughs> so I think we have to do that because we're a couple of Maryland alums, and um, we don't get to brag about the football team at Maryland much. So take that, Kenny King! Hey, fair enough, man. Uh, I feel like every week someone's taking a shot at me, so I'll, I'll just take it on the chin. Hey, you know, how much for you as, a, you know, your your background in football, like how much do you feel as though that has aided you in getting to the point, you know, now well into a decade into your career? How much did it help for you to have that football background in, in carving uh, out your career as a professional wrestler? There, There's something, uh, I don't know what it is, but there's something about playing football and that, and, and, uh, I, and I hate to use the word because it's literally been beaten to death, but before, when it was cool to say the word swagger, uh, there's a certain <laughs> way about a football player that translates very easily into wrestling. 
Like when you knock a dude's block off on the field and just that, the, the urge to kind of just let everybody know that you're the alpha male, that translates into wrestling. So that, that part, you, you know, blending those parts is very easy to me. Uh, physicality, I mean, there's, although there's nothing that can prepare you for the physicality and just the, the all out destruction in your body that pro wrestling uh that is pro wrestling but football is is a pretty easy football and i'd say rugby you know hockey also like just high impact collisions like over and, and continuing to have to keep going um but uh it's just football was very you know was my is, it was always my first love but i don't think that i would still be playing football uh so wrestling i was able to turn wrestling into uh I guess, you know, turn football into my wrestling, if that makes any sense. That definitely makes sense. Uh, speaking of teams, uh, you know, obviously you come back as part of the tag team. In TNA, you were mostly a singles guy. Yes, you were part of the BDC there for a little bit, but even when you were part of that group, you wrestled a lot as a singles wrestler. Which do you prefer, wrestling as a team or wrestling as a singles guy? Oh, uh, it, it, it differs. Uh, I do, I, I really like both. Uh, I definitely like that, uh, I have someone in there to share in the cardio. I can be on the apron and, and you know, me pounding the, ap- the, uh, the turnbuckle while Red's in there doing the heavy lifting. I don't mind that. Um, but, you know, as a singles guy, like, like I said, it's, it's, uh, just said about the football thing, like it's, it's more of a spotlight and it's, and it's you man on man and, and, you know, you're doing your best to outdo him and he's doing your best to outdo you, but you're both trying to put on, you know, the best show possible so and you know tag team wrestling is is its own art that's i I got into wrestling because of tag team wrestling like i that was my you know when i first started watching wrestling i liked tag team wrestling above everything so uh there's that tag team wrestling guy in me that is, that's always going to love the story with with two extra guys and and you know and and how many ups and downs and and different situations can be created out of that so uh it's 50 50 i really i really love i'd say this but i really love wrestling and, and tag team wrestling and single wrestling to me is uh they both have their their pros and their cons was, was there any thought of having you return just in a singles match or when when you knew you were going to return was it always okay i want to get back with rat uh well it, it would have been great you know what i mean uh but it would have just probably just been a one-off uh, if I would have came back and wrestled, you know, and 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 I've let this be known in the Ring of Honor management that an AJ Styles-Kenny King match would absolutely happen. But, you know, it would have just been, it would have just been that. Um, there's so much story left to tell with the All Night Express. We weren't beaten. We weren't pinned. We weren't submitted. Uh, you know, we had the belts taken from us. So we firmly believe that we're the rightful ROA tag team champions. I mean, so there's so much meat on that bone, so much story left to tell, so many <laughs> fights left to have with the Briscoes and, and the Young Bucks. And, and the, I mean, just the tag division is insane. Red Dragon, War Machine. So uh, there's a lot. There's a lot to look forward there to there. And I kind of felt like that was going to give us the, mo- the, the best chance here, right in the, mi- the thick of things, to jump into the tag division. Uh, you come back into a tag division that most people consider to be the best tag division in the world, and a lot of familiar faces there. You faced the Briscoes this weekend, of course you know them. Uh, you guys were feuding with the Young Bucks before you left, but then there's uh, new teams, as you said, War Dragon, 
uh, or War Machine, Red Dragon, <laughs> and uh, the Kingdom, who are the champs. Are you uh, excited to mix it up with some of these newer teams? Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, that's a perfect example of guys that were, you know, just cutting their teeth in Ring of Honor uh, when I left. Uh, Adam Cole, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett. I mean, those are three guys that that came in around the same time, uh, and you know. We're just, just like young guys do, man. You got struggling to find your niche. You gotta, you know, find, find that right avenue that you can take to get over in front of the fans. And, uh, and those guys have turned those opportunities into, I mean, success. You know, they've been, uh, tag team champions in Japan, uh, ring of honor tag champions now, kinda, sorta. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's, that is a testament to how hard those guys work. They never, they never gave up, and, and those are some of the flag bearers for Ring of Honor right now. Uh, and 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 I'm proud of them for their achievements. You know, that's that's and that and you know, I mean, it's like I said, there's so much more uh, right now that we can that we can offer Ring of Honor as a tag division. Um, winding down here with Kenny King, back in Ring of Honor, and certainly happy to have him there. Kenny, uh, first one, you obviously went through the Tough Enough experience. A whole class of kids went through it again this year and fell short. If one of those guys, and I'm thinking about, like, locally, our guy is Patrick Clark, Maryland Championship Wrestling. If one of those guys were to give you a call and say, hey, man, could you use a little bit of advice about, like, where do I go from here? Going through the high of this and then, like, having to go back to life. What would you tell them? Um, the first part of that, I'm sorry, I'm uh, the, the, the guys that were on Tough Enough this year, the, yeah. the experience, just if, if you were to offer them advice about kind of moving on from not getting the contract on Tough Enough, what advice would you give them? Um, you know, <laughs> that's the thing about Tough Enough is, uh, and, I, and I tweeted about it, uh, whether you win, it doesn't mean anything. And when you lose, it doesn't mean anything because what you do after you win or lose tough enough is what defines you as, as, as a contestant and as a wrestler. Um, I didn't take an indie booking for a year after tough enough. I trained. I was, I was, you know, there, I was, there's a school out in Vegas where Nick Bockwinkle and Scott Casey were, were the head trainers and we, and we got into it for a year before I took one indie booking because I didn't want to be, uh, a tough enough contestant trying to, you know, that, that's learning, you know, that, took a little bit what he learned in his playing wrestler like I wanted to be looked at as a pro wrestler from day one so you have to learn your craft you have to uh, utilize the exposure that Tough Enough gave you to get booked everywhere that you can but while you're doing that also be in the you know get your ass in the ring and train like get better learn from guys find a, find someone in your area that that has a, a you know that's reputable as a name and listen to them don't listen to the wrong people in the business. I mean, it it, it takes a long time to get good at this, and I, you have a great advantage from Tough Enough because you're kind of starting in the middle. You know, you have the exposure, national television, you have WWE behind you, so it's a great leap than most guys get that have to start at their local, you know, wrestling school and kind of work their way in. So utilize that, but. But don't abuse it. You know, don't be the guy who's on Tough Enough that sucks when they see when they see that show. <laughs> do, do you ever stop to think how different your life would be right now? If you, you were a finalist, if you did get that contract, do you ever stop to think how different your life might be right now? You know what? I think about that often. And I, I, uh, well, I, I used to think about that often. 
And, uh, and now that I think about it this deep in my career, I, I still feel the same. I don't know if I would have been, and pardon me, but I'm a two on my own horn. I don't know if I'd be uh, as good now, this stage of my career, if I would have won tough enough. Uh, I think that it took me, and sometimes it takes dudes, the, the, the experience and the journeyman and having to learn here. And, and I mean, I, I honestly believe my first run in Ring of Honor was extremely instrumental in kind of helping me carve out my niche as who I wanted to be and, and you know, what, what, what kind of wrestler I wanted to be. So I kind of feel like I needed to be, you know, where I'm at and on the path that I'm at. That's awesome. All right, last one for you. Who is the better Chippendales dancer? Is it you or is it Chris Farley in the Saturday Night Live sketch? Oh, man. Uh, well, I tell you what, uh, I'll give it to Chris Farley because yeah. that's iconic. Yeah, right? That's iconic. I mean, you'll, you'll always watch it. We'll watch that, you know, 25, 30 years from now. Uh, so definitely won't be watching me do that 25, 30 years from now. <laughs> hey, man, this, is, this has been awesome. Where can we find you? Uh, give me Twitter, Instagram, website, the whole rundown. Uh, the Twitter and the Instagram are the same. They're at Kenny King PB2. Uh, pretty boy Pitbull. If you don't ask me, that's usually the first thing people ask me. Is that for peanut butter? No, it's not for peanut butter. <laughs> PB2, pretty boy Pitbull, at Kenny King PB2. You can always get me out, uh, either Twitter or on Instagram if you need me. Very good. Hey, Kenny, we're, uh, thrilled to have you back in Ring of Honor, particularly because Ring of Honor does a hell of a job of coming through Baltimore an awful lot. So we know. Oh, yeah, this is true. Yeah, we know we're going to get to see you again here real soon. Uh, congratulations on uh, being back thank there, and thank you for taking the time for us, man. Thank you so much. I just wanted to also say thanks to all the fans that are in San Antonio and everywhere else because the love has been incredible. It's been so much positivity about my return, and uh, and I can't wait to see you guys on in each one of your cities and, and show you that A&X is really back. That was awesome. Very cool stuff with uh, Kenny King, and appreciate him hopping on this week, and good to see him back in Ring of Honor. All right, let's transition, Aaron. Let's get into our quick count. Uh, quick count this week brought to you by Fantasizer, where I am in fourth place currently in our uh our fantasy WWE. What, what, what did you think of your uh, draft? Say, I think that it was I like. I think that my first pick was too late in the first round to get like a home run. Well, I, I had the last pick, and I think I got a home run. Who'd you? Oh, you took. New I took Day. the new you day took on the, the wheel, right? Which yeah. is great. Where, where are you right now in this league? I am third, but that's after one show. Well, oh, we didn't count the pay per view. No, it started on oh, raw. I didn't know that. Yeah, it started on raw. It might have made a difference in how I approached <laughs> this. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I, look, I, I ended up taking more divas as the draft went along because, like, that was where I felt like mm-hmm. I could get points somewhere. Yeah, you got Nikki real late, which was, uh, interesting. Yeah, I got Nikki late. I got, I ended up getting Brie as well. Yeah. I got somebody else. Like, I got Naomi. Naomi. Yeah, yeah. as well. Like, Cause it was just what was there by yeah. the time you got to that point. So I said, oh, I'll take it. The problem is it was such, it's such a top heavy draft, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, after you get past, like, the first. I, I think it was a round pick. 12 or something yeah, you're like, like, oh god <laughs> yeah it, we're already into this part of the draft aren't yeah. we so that was a little bit tough but it'll be interesting to follow like we don't are we doing any movement like at uh, this yeah, point yeah there's gonna be some free you can we can trade i think eventually there's gonna be a free agent rollout i don't just because there were some people who weren't in the draft right i noticed that yes like a lot of people like yeah. braun Strowman wasn't Braun's in the draft Strowman and the dudleys were not in the yeah. draft but uh-huh. um but no, it's fun. And and if if you're listening for the first time because you saw some fantasizer, uh, we'll we'll definitely be looking at John Cena was the highest scoring this past Raw. So uh, 
No, it's, it's a, it'll be a fun thing. I'm looking forward to this season and then any future seasons. It's, it was definitely a fun draft, if nothing else, just to see what I w- I wish we would have done the draft, like, somewhere. I, this would be a fun draft to do, like, a fantasy football draft, oh, yeah. like, together in a room. Absolutely. It, it, was, it did take away from it that we did the slow draft. Like, I get it. It's the reality of trying to get people together. Right, exactly. But... I don't know. It kind of felt like it took something yeah. away from it in that process. I, I, I loved mine. I got both. Uh, I got the full new day, and then I got the NXT Tag Champs, the Vaude Villains. Oh so right, I, yeah, I get all, yeah, all sorts of. Yeah. I didn't want to do a ton of NXT points because you get you know more chances at points with the main roster guys as Raw and SmackDown. But uh, no, I, I definitely loved my team. Plus, Kane in the last round it ends up potentially being really good. Yeah, <laughs> right. That was a steal. Yeah. God damn it! I'm not happy about that. <laughs> All right, so um, we're doing that on Fantasizer, and what do people need to know about Fantasizer? Uh, just, just check it out. It has all sorts of fantasy leagues. If you are, especially if you're into, like, reality TV, like I know right now they're starting their Survivor Leagues, so you can do it. You can do it for everything. They have sitcoms. They have basically anything that's on TV. They have a fantasy league for it. So check it out, Fantasizer, F-A-N-T-A-S-I-Z-R. You can find them on Twitter and at their website. So go check that out. All right, very good. Now, uh, quick count. Three stories we haven't had a chance to talk about yet that we need to, and we start by letting you go a little nerdy. Yeah, uh, and, you know, we, we talked a little bit about it with Kenny King. Obviously, he returned, but uh, All-Star Extravaganza was this weekend. It was on uh, – the pay-per-view was on Friday. They, then the TV tapings on Saturday, and it was another great show by Ring of Honor. Uh, obviously, the Kenny King drew the most buzz. The other thing was uh, Adam Cole, who once he returned had – Kind of turned pseudo-face, started breaking away from the kingdom. Now, at the end of the night, turned back on Kyle okay. O'Reilly, reformed the kingdom. Jay Lethal still the champion. Uh, the kingdom are the tag champs. They beat the Addiction and the Young Bucks. And uh, the other thing is that uh, AJ Styles is now the number one contender to the Ring of Honor title. Ooh. Setting up AJ Styles, Jay Lethal, which is, if you're making kind of, you know, an indie, non-WWE dream match as far as just the American wrestlers go... That's about as good as you can get good. right yeah, now it's pretty in, good. in America. So I don't know if that's going to be at Glory by Honor next month or if they're waiting till uh, Final Battle, which is their their big December and kind of it's usually one of their two biggest shows of the year if they're going to wait till that to do that. But that's going to be you know people are already penciling that in as a match of the year candidate. So I'm really looking forward to that. The other thing, not Ring of Honor related, but I have to have to bring it up. Uh, Lucha Underground announced they're going to be back for a second season, so I'm very, very excited okay. about that one. Yeah, of course you had to steal in something. I only give you one story. You're like, oh, i got to steal no, something no, no. else. i, I got to throw that in there as yeah. well because that, that's too big a news. That's awesome. All right, uh, next one. There is an interesting change that's going to occur, and I guess I'm sort of surprised that they have to change this. We once again on the pay-per-view on Sunday night had a situation where a fan decided to try to um, put himself – into the entertainment by stepping into the ring and wearing shield gear as though he was going to be the third member of the shield. Which, like, again, from a like in a whimsical way, you're like, oh, it was actually kind of good. The problem is that if he wasn't wearing shield gear and he happened to have, say, a knife or something. Correct. Yeah. Well, the bigger problem is... This is the third time it's happened in a month. And that is a huge, we're, we're, huge we're reaching, issue for the WWE. We're, we're reaching a breaking point here, and... Um, between crowd interaction and the WWE. And at some point, and I think it, that some point is coming soon, WWE has to make some changes. And, and fans are forcing them to make well, this and, and that's the, the disappointing part. There's a lot of disappointing stuff about this. 
The disappointing part about it is that it's, it's going to hurt the fans. It's going to it's a hundred percent going to hurt the fans. It's not going to end up just hurting the fans that jump that, that try to pull off this no, crap. They're, they're going to. I mean, one of the there's very few things they can do with this. Yeah, they could post more security, but right. that doesn't necessarily. Get, the most likely situation is they're going to make the ringside area bigger. Correct. And have less floor seats. Correct. Less floor seats. Less you know quick access. Less close access. They might have a barrier between the seats. Yeah. Like you know like it, a longer barrier so you can't reach out and high five. Correct. Like there's yep. there's a lot of stuff that I can envision them doing to punish everyone. Hockey style glass. <laughs> I, I'd be a little would, bit surprised by that. that. Yeah. The sound, I'd, be, I'd be a bit surprised but by again, that. But like, again, there, there are very few things they can do, and all of them hurt the fans. And But it's something that no one can blame the WWE for doing. Correct, 100%. And one of the things that they're going to do that makes complete sense, uh, according to Cage Side Seats, is that they're going to absolutely, to the fullest extent, prosecute everyone that does something like this. This seems to be the type of thing where why did it take this long? I, I think the problem is we still have visions of, like, Morgama the Kissing Bandit from years ago and, like, the idea that this isn't that big of a deal. And we don't we don't like the idea of, of someone who just gets drunk and does something right. silly being terribly prosecuted. And I do think there is still somewhere where there's a level between what the prosecution is for doing this at a football game or a baseball right. game. I think with professional wrestling, you are far too close yeah. to seriously endangering people to mess around with it. I mean, the, and the, the other thing that, that we kind of have the right is, you know, it used to be that, oh, if you get, if someone throws something at you in the ring, or if someone, you know, really tries to say, oh, you're doing a great job, you're a heel, like that's showing that you're doing a great job, and this is a great reaction, that's what you want, and that's kind of the old style thinking of it, when in actuality, um, you know, yeah, that's true, I guess, but it's also could lead to something very bad. A hundred percent. It can lead to something terribly bad and terribly bad on live TV, which makes yep. it so much potentially worse. Yep. Right. Um, I, I just think that this is something that the WWE is, is going to have to do. And if that means that people that trespass into the ring have to serve jail time, I'm Good. not, again, I'm, I'm not is there any circumstance where you could have ever imagined yourself doing something like this? I've gotten drunk before. Yeah. I never thought about the idea of getting drunk and running into a field. I mean, I've, or... I've had a front row seat before, and I'm like, oh, man, it would be awesome if I could jump the, you know, jump right. into the ring right now. But I can't picture a situation where I'm drunk enough to do that. It's just way too... I mean, and and the, the other thing is, like, some if even if they don't get prosecuted, eventually someone's going to get their ass really kicked, and it's going to look bad on WWE because you're going to have a situation where a wrestler is just destroying somebody. And um, as they should. Correct. If, if you're in the honestly, like if Roman Reigns had just punched the guy in the face, I wouldn't have blamed him. But then you get all of the you know the media picking no up doubt. a wrestler no punched doubt. guy in the face, broke his nose. No doubt. So I, they're good on the WWE for for stepping up to the plate, and I, I think it's the type of thing that has to be done everywhere. And you hate it. Like there was a a, a dude here. Uh, in Baltimore, who ran onto the field at both opening day for the Orioles and the first uh, Ravens game of the season one year. And, like, it was sort of whimsical. He dressed up as Batman, and there was yeah. some, like, charity aspect to it. But, like, they said, you're never allowed back in the stadium to begin with. Like, you're completely banished for life. And they did prosecute him. He had a huge fine that he had to pay. And that's the, like, this is not an option. We have to make this clear. This is not an option. I don't care what your cause is. I don't care. It's like the, the goofy uh, jungle bird, the deforestation guy. Like yep. This is not an option for that. No. There are plenty of things that you can do, but one of them will not be trying to get involved with the live entertainment of WWE show, or you're going to pay a significant price yes. to make sure everyone else understands this is not a, 
Well, it could may, is it worth it? No, no, no. It's not. Yeah. And the judges have to be on board with this and be like, no, you're not pleading down. You are right, correct. There's either no... serving months in you know, a few right. months in jail or you're paying a very hefty fine. Right. I, I think that they need to make this so that it's it's over. It's, yep. This has to end entirely yes. throughout sports, right? It's not yes. just no, no, throughout yeah. entertainment. Like, this has to end. Yes. Any thought that it's okay to jump up and, you know, even if it's just because you're drunk, that yeah. you do this, that's it. Criminal trespassing, yep. period. All right. All right, and number three, uh, main event announced for Hell in the Cell, uh, which follows the main event that's been announced for uh, the Madison Square Garden in a couple weeks. Yes. Brock Lesnar's got a busy month ahead of him. Yes, for, he does. For by his standards. The, the what, what did they call it? The Road yeah, to Hell? Uh, the uh, uh, Go to Hell Tour. Go to Hell Tour, which, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, call it Brocktober instead or something. Like, right! <laughs> like, um... And, uh, yeah, you know, they're, they're doing what we, we had talked about this right after SummerSlam. We were like, please don't string this out till WrestleMania. You have Hell in a Cell right there. You can throw back to the fact that they had one of, if not the greatest Hell in a Cell match of all time, in my eyes, uh, back in 2002 right. with one another. And it's a match I think that, you know, the fact that they can't go outside the ring, you don't need a whole lot. I think it helps both of them. The fact they're in the, the, you know, enclosed structure they can use it a little bit more i think it works well to for both people here and uh you know as far as hell in a cell goes i hate the pay-per-view but i love the fact that they're ending it there yeah it's a logical way to end it it's way better than using i first of all i'm gonna i will say this again though i'm I hate more Brock Taker because it just seems like such an but awful it, it, way. But it to, had to happen. So you're it, saying it had to happen. I disagree. They, that it based had on to happen. SummerSlam, it had to happen. I, eh, I, at, th- at this point, it had to happen. You're right. Anything that involves Brock being used more, you have Brock Lesnar for so little. Stop yes. using him I, for the I Undertaker. Agree, but you had to. You had to do this at this point. Unfortunately, I, I I'll disagree with had to, but we'll we'll just agree to disagree because right. otherwise we'll sit here for eternity. Right. It got me to thinking for this week's top five. Uh, we're going to see Brock Lesnar next week in uh, New York. Wait, before we go, real quick, what did you think of the way that they announced this? Just kind of I thought it was it sort of, I thought it was a little weird. I thought it was a little weird. And I think it, it goes back to like Brock existing away from the rest of the card, and that disappoints me. Like Brock should be the most important thing going on, especially at a time where you don't have a lot good going on. Yeah. Brock coming back should be a really effing big deal. Yep. The problem is the both parties involved with this exist entirely separate from everything else going on in WWE programming, and it appears to be that they've like determined that that's the way that they want to do it, and I just, I don't, I don't like that. Right. Now, um, this is the idea. So Brock Big Show next week, fine, whatever. I don't really care all that much. I only care because Brock's involved. And Brock, it, Brock hitting an F five on Big Show is always fun to see. Yeah, I mean it'll be neat, and that's that's the way that it is. Yeah. It got me to thinking. You have been put in charge of the WWE's next house show, whatever house show event at Madison Square Garden. In March, let's just say, yes. whatever it is, that's going to air on the WWE Network. Right. You are told you have free reign, but again, the matches on the card are not, like the Japan show over the summer, are not really supposed to be storyline-based. Story right. They're just sort of supposed to be matches. Tune in to watch two people grapple. Yes. Give me five matches okay. using WWE performers and guys that are on the periphery. NXT, Legends, you know, folks that you could use for a match. And give me your top five that you would put on that card. All right? Okay. I'm going to start with your number five? Yeah, I'll start with my number five. And I want to go into this thing, you know, 
I didn't include guys who I don't think are, you know, will never – or, you know, basically it had to be someone who is somewhat active. So I'm not okay. I'm not including Austin. I'm not including Shawn Michaels. Uh, I, I, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, my first one – and this is one, you know, you always have to have just kind of a fun match on the card even if it uh, doesn't make it to a lot. I want to see a triple threat match between the members of the New Day. Okay. I, I, think, I think there's a little too much storyline there. Well, but here, there's, there's storyline, but again, it's something that could very easily, you could just kind of right. mess around. I, I hear I, what I, you're I'm saying. Not, I'm saying you keep them together, but you have them for whatever reason in the match together, and you just have a pure fun match. That would be a hell of a lot of fun. It's, it's funny, because my number five is sort of similar. Uh, my number five is New Day versus Too Cool. Okay. Like, I just think it could be fun. I think that there's okay. something there, you know what I mean? Like, I think they're... I, I think that it's the type of thing. It's a very similar reason. I think you could do something with it, and again, it's just fun. That's yeah. all it is. It's just an opportunity for you to giggle and laugh, and you're not injecting it into the storyline like you are with the Dudley Boys. I almost use the F word. <laughs> um, it's just a one-time thing that happened. The people in New York could enjoy it, and then you move on and you go back to life as usual. That's my number five. Your yeah. number four. Uh, my number four. This is one I bet you that we get down the line, but I'm just saying at this moment, if we if I was booking it right now. Uh, I want to see Rusev and Samoa Joe go at it. I okay. think they are they two somewhat similar, you know, bigger guys who have the more agile styles. I just think that they would mesh perfectly in the ring with each other. And it's a mesh that I really want to see. And if I was in charge, it's not something that you really have to, you know, build towards that much. You could very conceivably have Rusev come out, you know, if you want to have him challenge an American or something like right. that, you know, do right. that and, and bring out Joe. Um, yeah, so I want to I want to see that, uh, but uh, I do think it's something that we'll get to eventually. That's sort of the one thing I would say there is that almost it's another situation where you're like, right, I, but right, exactly. You could get to that later on. But yeah, I mean, I feel like there's almost a well. But, but any of these matches that we're doing, I feel like is something that you I know. I feel like I have, I think I want a different way because I think most of mine involves somebody who's not really active on the card right. in order to keep it so that there's no chance of storyline right okay. in, infringement Fair enough. there whatsoever. Um, speaking of which, uh, my number four – oh, sorry. I have to, to get the sack out of order. My number four is very similar to what we kind of saw in Japan, which is Cesaro and Chris Jericho. That you put those two people in one ring, I think you're going to get something really effing good. I think that's just the way that it's going to go. And I I think it's perfect for the way that you use Chris Jericho. I think it, it – you know, you end up having another good Cesaro match. Everything about it just sounds like it works for me. Cesaro and Chris Jericho is my number four. Uh, mine's one that has some backstory to it, but again, it's not something that you would ever, you know, I mean, I guess you hypothetically could build towards it if you really want to, but again, it would make sense for like a show. Uh, it involves The Rock coming back and facing Kevin Owens. Okay. You know, there's that Twitter history between them. Right. You've heard them both kind of compliment each other, and it's something that, again, quite frankly, I just want to see. And I was trying to, I was trying to come up with one for each of these next three guys, one opponent. When I got to The Rock, I was thinking, okay, who do I want, who do I want? And Kevin Owens popped up, and I kind of love that idea. Um, you know, I kind of love it, too. I, kind of, I mean, obviously, I kind of love it. It's The Rock and Kevin Owens. It makes all the sense in the world. My number three is just because, again, I think these are workers. I think they put together a, a quite the match, Lita and Sasha Banks. Okay. I would I would just enjoy it. You know, again, in a one a one off, we're we're you know we're it's only existing for this purpose. Just go see them work. Go see what they can put together, and yep. I think the two of them can put together something nice. So yep. that's my number three. Uh, mine same way. Very similar styles in the ring. 
and uh, could do something fun. Uh, Jericho, who shows up at all of these big house shows. Against Sami Zayn. Okay. Yeah, you I know, can get behind I, that. You know, just very similar styles. I think they've, you know, they've, I don't know if they've ever really worked together in the past, but they're definitely familiar. They, they have common threads a lot of the way through, and they might have trained together a little bit here and there, like when Jericho was working for a comeback. I, I seem to remember that there was some sort okay, of thing there, maybe. but uh, no, I just think it would be a fun match. Uh, my number two is my most random of any of them. My number two is Triple H and Titus O'Neil. I, you know how I feel about Titus O'Neil. I think that he is the most under, yeah. perf, underused. I think he has so much more to offer than what they've they've used oh, yeah. him for. Absolutely. And I think you put him in a, you know, it's got to be soon because Triple H is starting to get onto the. But I think that you allow them to just go be physical, just go beat the crap out of each other. I think Titus is a guy that can actually stand with with. Triple H, because of his own athleticism, his own background as a football player, I think he could have fun with it. I think there'd be something there. If it, There's no logical reason to it. You, you couldn't present a storyline to get there. Right. It would have to just be a one-off announced right. match from Triple A and, and Titus O'Neil. It's my number two. Yeah, I actually almost put Triple H with Owens instead of uh, The Rock with Owens. Okay. But uh, I, I thought that that was a storyline. Yeah, there's too could, much storyline there. You could conceivably yep. get to. Um, so I, I put Brock as my number one. I was kind of going through my head to figure out who who I wanted to see. Uh, I want to see Brock and Cesaro go at it. It's so funny. That was my original number one. <laughs> that was my original. Like you can, you'll be able to see it. I scratched out yeah. when I put Cesaro with Chris Jericho. I scratched it off. That was my number one. Was yeah. Brock and so what I ended up switching it to. You're going to yell at me and say you're an idiot. This is too much storyline. But I'm going to sell it to you. Why right. it's not. What's the match? Brock and Triple H. <laughs> What's the match that we had stolen from us that was the obvious? You're not going to do that at a house show. That's the problem. No, here's why you are. Because I don't know that we're ever going to be able to get it. And I don't know that the WWE will ever be able to bank on Daniel Bryan enough. If they can bank on him enough to face Brock Lesnar at any point. Le- Le- I, I want that on a big I, event. I'm with you, but I'm. I don't think they can do it at summer at, at uh, WrestleMania. By the way, we're, we're talking about Daniel Bryan. Yes, Bryan, obviously, we're talking about Daniel Bryan and Brock. Here's the reason, right? If you build your plans around Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar for WrestleMania or for SummerSlam, and it can get ruined. You, and you're not going to build your plans around it for a lesser pay per view. You would yeah. only build plans around it for your top pay per views. And if you were to do it, you're running the risk of screwing up your top match. I think well, that would that be the top? I mean, because hypothetically, dude, Daniel Bryan, be- Brock Lesnar is your top match. Yeah. Period. Yeah. yeah. It is. It yeah. is everything on your card. Yep. And any plans you put together of it happening, I am fearful that the only way we ever see it is in this scenario. That they just sort of get to one of these things and they say we don't have to worry about publicizing it if if Daniel Bryan breaks his neck in the next two weeks. Card we, subject to change, right? Like we we can live with the fact that it didn't happen, but. It would be amazing. So, yeah, Brock Daniel Bryan. That's okay. my answer. All right. Uh, thanks this week to Kenny King for joining us. Really enjoyed that. Uh, good conversation with him. Thanks, as always, to WrestleCrate for making it happen for us. If you are not subscribing to WrestleCrate, what are you doing with your life? You're, you're just so wrong about God, everything. $15 a month package to start at, and you get 10% off just by using the code J-O-SENT-ME. It's a, a wonderful a professional wrestling care package that arrives at your doorstep once a month. Again, J.O. sent me as the code, WrestleCrate.com. Uh, our email is... JobbingOutShow at gmail.com. Our Twitter that we need to use more is... JobbingOutShow. 
Um, you are on Twitter. V-A Oster, O-S-T-E-R. And, and coming up at the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone, I got my interview with the IWGP heavyweight champion Okada coming out probably by the time this gets released. I think nice. it's supposed to release, uh, get released Wednesday late morning. So, uh, go check that out because I got an interview with Okada. Right, right yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, um, I am at Glenn Clark Radio. That's right. That's what I was supposed to do here. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio with two N's on Twitter, glennclarkradio.com. Have a great week for our, uh, uh, silent partner, AJ Francis, and for WrestleCrate and Aaron. I'm Glenn. This has been Jobbing Out.